Welcome back to True Grit Down Under. This is part four of Thigh Gap's special episodic series on the Border Gavaskar Test Series between India and Australia 2020-21. My name is Bogus Noog and I'm joined with my co-host Being Brute. And we are covering in this episode the breach of Gabatois. The fortress has finally fallen. We follow the journey of the touring Indians right from Adelaide onto Melbourne and Sydney and now finally we're at the doorstep of Brisbane for the final test at GABA. So just make sure you guys check out the previous episodes as well. It is an absolutely fascinating story that unfolded over the course of this series. Write to us at mindthygap at gmail.com with your inputs, with your feedback. And you can hit us up on our socials, Instagram, we are at underscore thigap. In Twitter, we are at thigap. We'll be looking forward to hearing from you guys. So, Brute, Bogus, let's set the context for just what was happening when the teams were getting into uh, the GABA test. Yeah, so the series is poised at a good 1-1. And uh, this is the last opportunity for either of the teams to make a meal of the series, right? Yeah. Either Australia can leverage the sentimentality of Gabatar and India can win the test and in turn win the series and retain the Border Gavaskar trophy. Also, India mm-hmm has one more option of drawing the test and still retain the Border Gavaskar trophy. Exactly. So yes, the possibility of India retaining is, I would say, healthy. Mm -hmm. But at this point, considering the history that comes into the ground at Brisbane and cricket being the game of history and patterns, right? Cricket is a game which is very less seen to pull off a miracle. So yes, the needle still points towards Australia to probably snatch the cup from India. India Case in it, point, that miracle that you referred was not pulled off for about 32 years now. And the last yeah. time a visiting team won at the GABA was back in 1988 and it was Viv Richards' team. A team filled with superstars. Yeah. Top to bottom. I mean, you name it, they had it. And mind you, one of the less spoken things about that West Indian team is their fielding. Oh, yeah. They were unbelievable fielders, extremely athletic. And you needed that kind of a team to defeat Australia at GABA. And it just couldn't be replicated ever. Yeah, history was not on India's side in that context. But from Australia's side as well, coming into the test, there were a few concerns Just what happened in Sydney, you know, the way Australians responded to the uh, pressure at Sydney. Yeah. They desperately had to win this test match, but India only had to draw it. Right. But there are other factors also kind of favoring the Australians. Let's not forget the lead of the pace attack, the troublesome Bumrah, Mm -hmm. he's ruled out. And Hanma Vihari, the hero of Sydney, Sydney, he's ruled out. Yep. The hero of the series up till then, mostly with the ball Mm -hmm. and then a little with the bat, Ravichandran Ashwin, he's ruled out. Yep. And then... The most favorite player of the public, especially in the field. In a series of dropped catches and missed runouts and whatnot, you had one guy who was standing tall and he's ruled out, Sir Ravinder Jadeja. 360 degree. A true 360 degree player. Yeah. So all the stalwarts of Sydney Test or up till the series, they are out of Indian team. So who do we got now? We got Mayank Agarwal back, substituting for Hanma Vihari. Little bit unlucky missing out Sydney, but good good that he's back here. But in that scenario, we couldn't do anything else. Yeah, of course. That's why I'm just saying unlucky. Unlucky, right? Then we have a very fresh all-rounder called Washington Sundar, Mm -hmm. who is predominantly known for his T20 pros. And then we have another rising star from a small town like Salem, Mm -hmm. probably touching 30 as a number in terms of age. Right. But has proven to rise in ranks in the recent time, once again, predominantly in T20. Mm -hmm. T Natarajan. Golden boy. Um, Golden boy. Who's having... Having a golden series of his own. Like, of, yeah, yeah, like a, a season of his own. Yeah, right? a season of his own. So yeah. then uh, we got Shardul Thakur yeah. in the place of Bumrah, who has played about 11 balls. The test in his debut test at Hyderabad. Unfortunately got injured. So these are the guys who come. So Shardul Thakur, again, relatively unknown quantity, no sample set, no history of international performance. Yeah. And Mohamed Siraj, in his third test, was given the baton to lead the pace attack. 
Yeah, he was the experienced guy. For all the people who feel that it's just about bowling, what difference does it make? Mm-hmm. Leading a pace attack or leading any bowling attack, it's not a joke. It means that you need to perform, you need to set an example, mm-hmm. and it's a, in high pressure situation. You need to be the answers for the questions that the batsmen are throwing. Right. That's what it means being a lead pace attack and it means the, the captain is going to look at you when every time nothing's the happening. Chips are down. Yeah. So that's a huge responsibility coming in just the third test. Now, let's see on the Australian side. Steve Smith is back in form. In form, extremely possessed by his previous demons. Yeah. And David Warner is still retained. Yeah. So we never know how he can be a threat purely on his potential. Bukowski got injured. So, so Marcus Harris, Marcus Harris comes in. Again, someone who has done really well. A decent record. A decent record. Yeah. Surprising that he didn't get, I mean, they didn't stick with him. And with respect to the bowling, it's still the same for Australia. Still the same, but expectedly, uh, understandably uh, tired bowling attack. Right. Because they had bowled more than 100 overs in the previous two innings. Right. And between Sydney and Gabba, there was hardly a gap of four or five days. Absolutely. And another thing which I think went unnoticed is the lower order. Cameron Green oh, yeah. showed the potential that he can almost score a 100. Yes. So that's a danger sign again. And like, excellent fielding. And we never know. He's an all-rounder. So, yeah. you know, he can bowl those. I mean, know, he's six feet seven. Six feet seven. Yeah. And he's bowling a decent 130, 140 pace. Yeah. So on GABA, yeah. considering the history, even he can be dangerous. So that's how it's set up. Now let's go into the match, Bogus. There was a lot of consternation from the Indian side about going to Brisbane and playing because the Queensland government had their own expectations of quarantining and following their own COVID protocol. But ultimately, BCCI did play nice with Cricket Australia and uh, agreed to go to Brisbane. And when they ended up reaching there, the hotel that they landed at, there was no room service. Yeah, There was no access to the pool. And it was completely unreasonable given how the tour or the season had played out until then. Yeah, It was just because it was a different province uh, in Australia and they wanted to do it differently. I mean, it was almost like cheap thrills of, I don't know, the hotel or the Australian cricket board that, hey, let's just like rattle them up mentally off the field. And, you know, kind of get them in that uh, restless mind frame. Yeah, I mean... by irritating them. And I don't think we could be blamed for thinking that because these guys, it's a broken down team. Yeah. A lot of bubble time, a lot of isolation, a lot of physical injuries. Even the guys who are playing have niggles yeah. uh, all over their body. And you don't allow them to get to a pool. You don't give them room service. It's, it's crazy. Just to paint a picture, we are not able to survive in one room, you know, working from home. Yeah. Even though we have tasks to do. Yeah. Right? We get get like rattled up saying that okay you know what I want to break free I want to just go out for a ride or like you just need that venting right you need something to distract yourself kind of switch off from your work and these are guys who are playing in high pressure scenarios yeah these are guys representing the national team imagine the kind of stress they are going through both mentally and physically and on top of it they don't even have a venting I mean you have to pile up all that stress and pressure and still perform that's how challenging it is and it's so unfair and on the Australian side it was a momentous occasion for Nathan Lyon because it was going to be his 100th, 100th test, match test match for Australia congrats to Nathan, Nathan Lyon. Lyon and he, very close to 400 wickets very very close to Three 400 wickets, wickets. so it would have been a fairy tale finish if he got to his 400 wickets in his 100th test match and help his team to win with his family at the ground yeah watching him play yeah so that's everything that was happening going into the GABA test absolutely true it was high on emotion it was high on sentimentality just the occasion it was it was high on history yeah and more importantly it was high on where the series, series was. was poised yeah yeah it was a do or die for australia it was just don't die race. for india yeah, just don't die yeah we've seen up to nine or ten replacements at this point yeah almost a third grade team yeah almost that's just insane to think of yeah it's almost like a Dilly trophy team or a ranji trophy team and they're going up against history they're going up against the best bowling attack in test cricket yeah the stakes could not have been higher going Absolutely. into yeah, the Gabba yeah. test. Let's see how it went. 
So, Brood, first innings takes off in GABA as yeah. this is the tradition now India lose the toss again. In GABA, you bat first, score as many as you can, play out days and put the opposition under pressure. That's mm. the strategy that GABA always went with because it is not a chasing ground. GABA's highest chase was about 230 odd runs, which is not... Winning chase, like you mean? Winning chase. Yeah, yeah. The highest chase score, right? Yeah. So, that's how tough it is in GABA. So, we lose the toss, they go into bat. And, and we also think... Think, oh, we're so clever. Uh, we'll get five bowlers to ball in this GABA test as well. Yeah. But then, uh, as per tradition. As per tradition, we had Destiny was like, oh, yeah. you have five bowlers. Yeah. Look again. Yeah, exactly. You have four bowlers. And then we saw what? And Navdeep Saini is walking Navdeep Saini is having a groin injury, not able to bowl anymore. But... Great bowling. Great bowling. We had Natarajan who met all my expectations. Oh, yeah. Personally. He bowled so well. He bowled to his field. Didn't leak runs. You know the funny thing about Natarajan and I was telling you while the match was going on. Mm. I somehow felt Australians didn't understand whether to attack him or like play him off. Right. And by the time they could figure him out, Rahane did a great job by taking him off the attack. Mm-hmm. And the next time he came, he came in with a completely different angle. Mm. So he bowled round the wicket, he bowled over the wicket, then he was going back to round the wicket. They had zero clue. And by the time they could figure him out, they already gave him three wickets. Yeah. And both of us were really uh, looking forward to Natarajan getting into the squad yeah. and actually playing. Yeah. But both of us had different reasons. My reason was that just look at the way the season has gone for him. Look at how the script is being written for India throughout this test series. Yeah. Now, if you put Natarajan in the mix, he is just going to add the cherry on top. But you had a very technical reason yeah. for why you wanted I, Rajna, I wanted, Natarajan. I badly wanted, ever since Zahir Khan and Ashish Nehra retired, mm. we didn't have a good left-arm marksman as a pace bowler. And Natarajan for me, ever since the IPL was fitting that bill. What do you mean when you say marksman? Marksman is basically see there are two, three kind of bowlers, right? The guys who go for pace like Amegrath was a marksman you ask him to pitch the ball in the same spot day in day out mm. he'll do that in his sleep right and that's what we want if you look at how Natarajan was going about he was bowling very good lengths he bowled amazing Yorkers once again and I think we needed that mix of an angle all the Australian batsmen have been playing right arm fast bowlers right yeah I always felt if you had that one left arm bowler it will put doubts in the Australian I mean any opposition yeah, side yeah. right suddenly yeah. the angle is changing especially if the opposition side has more right-hand batsmen. It's an awkward angle to play with. And on top of it, what Natarajan also did was he didn't leak runs. I think he gave at a run rate of two runs per over or something like that. Which is fantastic considering the scenario, right? Oh, yeah. So that helps the other bowlers also. Chardul Thakur experimented a lot more. Mm. Natarajan kind of played the pujara of the bowling attack. So Australia end up making 369 in their first innings. They get all yeah. out. Credit to the Indian bowling. Yeah. 369 may have looked like, oh, they got a little close to 400. But in retrospect, they were actually restricted by quite a lot. Quite a by lot. By this Indian quite bowling attack. When Labushain and, and uh, I think Payne were going about it. Yeah. You were thinking thinking that okay these guys are going to get 400 mm. and I was having a conversation with my friend and I was like if they get anything less than 400 it is Australia's mistake technically it means that India did a great job in restricting them that's exactly what they did they did a great job oh yeah Shardul Thakur three wickets Washington Sundar three wickets, three wickets. and Nat- good wickets it's not just any wickets yeah and Natarajan look who he picked he picks Matthew Wade mm-hmm. and he picks a centurion Labushin Labushin the beautiful bouncer and then he picks Hazelwood yeah. with a beautiful Yorker. And Hazelwood was not getting out. Yeah, he was driving the balls for fours yeah. and doing all kinds where you felt like, oh, is he going to be that niggling 50-run partnership at the end of the exactly. day? Exactly. Natarajan comes, he's like, dude, no big deal. He Piece puts of a cake. full stop. Yeah. I think Natarajan did a fantastic job not to take away anything from Siraj. Oh, yeah. Siraj was so beautiful with the new ball. He made the old ball talk. I think he would have gotten two, three wickets if not for the Empire's call, you know. Yeah, yeah. But just the fact that he got Warner really early. I yeah. mean, Warner, everyone knows what a danger he is, even if he's half fit. But Siraj just seemed to have Warner's number and really dispatching that guy early is a huge contribution. Yeah. And on and the other side, 
aside, it is Manas Labuschagne's home ground. His With family, his family watching, his him. family sitting and watching, and then he gets denied a fifty or two earlier in the series. He gets denied a hundred once, but then he finally finally makes when it, it to that matters point. to the team. Yeah, he gets that hundred, and what a innings! Like, yeah, I mean, we Brilliant. have to appreciate that guy. It was just round the corner that he would get that score. Yeah, considering how Australian cricket is right now, I hope that they support that guy to prosper the way Steve Smith or a David Warner has prospered. Yeah, because especially if you see how the series went for Australian batting, if not for Labuschagne's consistent performance, they would have been in a much worse situation. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, yeah, he looks up to Smith and uh, a lot of the mannerisms, a lot of the style of batting as well, it seems to have rubbed off on him and you couldn't pick a better uh, source yeah. to get inspired by like uh, above 60 average. To a point, apparently it's annoying Steve Smith. <laughs> I think he started copying Steve Smith with like, no, Ron! Yeah, yeah, have you did. seen that? He yeah. did, yeah. So that, that was annoying for me to watch as well. Like, <laughs> yeah, but if you want to imitate a guy, like go to a certain extent, but there's no reason to imitate this. I mean, to the T. It's okay if you play the shots. It's enough to have just one Steve Smith on the ground. But as long as it is getting results for him, I'm sure like... And his team, yeah. Yeah, so Absolutely. it doesn't make a lot of difference. Absolutely. I'm sure Steve Smith also enjoys it by now. It He might have gone past the point where it's annoying to him. Yeah, and you make a good point about the fact that he should be supported because off the field, if you look away from his back, performance itself the general vibe i got from the series was there was an incident of shane one and uh, andrew simmons getting caught uh, in commentary talking about manas labushin uh, yeah you know that controversy yeah uh they should hawk pile him you know something like that it's so annoying what you're saying and yeah it was a bit annoying on the ground as well uh, when he tried to keep the chatter up he just couldn't do a typically good australian job of it it came down to the point of asking gil who his favorite batsman was yeah like is Which it such he stopped short of just asking Gil what his favorite color was. Yeah. For God's sake. <laughs> Labuschagne probably is the only batsman across the series, both sides, who got out for very good balls. He didn't get out for a loose shot, barring that Siraj's first wicket where he flicked it straight to Gil. Or, yeah. or even that was half a chance which Gil bounced on. But almost every other dismissal that he had was for good balls. Yeah, I don't ever remember him throwing his wicket away. Yeah. But then, not taking anything from him, he was also the luckiest batsman in the series. Like, the luckiest. Like, he had the charm with him. Seriously, how many lives. Yeah. And he always made use of those. And we have one person to look at whenever Labushain got a chance. Because the first chance, you know, the first lucky charm that was created for Labushain was by none other than Prithvi Shaw. Prithvi Shaw! (laughs) Prithvi Shaw was the guy who everybody kept looking at. Mm, mm, you started this. <laughs> what a series for Prithvi Shaw. Yeah, on and off the field as a substitute, as a stand-in fielder or or even as a drink. I'm sure he spilled water over all the players. I'm sure the there was something. Because like he kept on messing up everything. Such a comedy of errors. Uh, it culminated so perfectly in... Uh, the final test at GABA where he almost cost uh, Tina Trajan his debut wicket debut wicket by almost colliding with Shardul Thakur <laughs> yeah uh, while taking a catch and then of course the next moment is just perfect beautiful I mean there is no literature that can suffice to the beauty of that moment mm, fully from, expressed mm. from like I mean I don't know how how it can happen that throw that throw where there was no need of hurry there was no urgency yeah there was no imminent or an opportunity of a run out or, or of any sort mm. he shoots the bum of Rohit Sharma <laughs> who's not even in the line of the wicket <laughs> <laughs> who's innocently standing at about short mid-off and then from an angle which he couldn't even reach Rohit Sharma. <laughs> and did you see how far the ball bounced? Uh, off Rohit Sharma? <laughs> off yeah. Rohit Sharma. Yeah. And let's just make everything clear. Uh, let's just make this very clear. Rohit Sharma in no angle resembles a you know, a wicket or a stumps. Wicket. Especially yeah. after COVID. Yeah. And after that long holiday, uh, yeah. the rest he got after that his injury at IPL. Yeah. No. No. I wouldn't. I mean a blind guy wouldn't mistake him for a wicket yeah he wouldn't be mistaken even for the biggest or the fattest of bats yeah Um, no cricketing gear you can mistake Rohit Sharma with so how much inspiration did Prithvi Shaw really take from Ravindra Jadeja his fielding (laughs) he just shot he just had to hit something laser focus (laughs) 
Rohit Sharma. Rohit yeah. Sharma. Unfortunately, the one replacement. The point is when Pratisha was dropped. Rohit mm-hmm. Sharma was not even in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> It's so sad that he targeted him. And it was just capped off perfectly by Rohit Sharma's reaction. Just that look back at him. saying and that slow walk towards the ball and picking it up and picking it up even slower rohit sharma is the king of react he is the king of reactions he is the king of i mean react anyone listening to thigh gap must know that at thigh gap brut and i we celebrate rohit sharma's existence forget about his cricketing skill forget about his fielding brilliance we just celebrate the guy breathing yeah we just want him around that's all it. the time that's it whether he's playing or not playing there should be one camera dedicated to rohit sharma moving around in the pavilion or on the ground or anywhere he goes in fact he is probably our uh, spirit animal in when it comes <laughs> yeah, to cricket yeah. Yeah, true <laughs> absolutely true solid solid yaar solid but yeah we have uh, smith coming back and showing the same aggression just it seemed like he was continuing uh, from sydney which is why when washington got him when he did it was a big deal it was a very big deal and really what good better first wicket and really great fielding placement yeah uh, once again once again kudos to the captaincy they knew that was a probably about a 10% chance of smith playing it officially there mm. and right there rohit sharma brilliant fielder and it just worked as a charm I think they were looking at it to attack that particular side of the field mm. for Steve Smith and beautiful feeling. And uh, Australian captain Tim Payne coming back from the embarrassment of the Sydney result with intent and purpose and making a 50 in the first innings to take Australia to 369. In response, yeah, let's go to the first innings of India. In response, Gabba. India find themselves at 187 for 6. 186 for 6. Pant gets out after a quick fire 30 odd runs. Yeah. And and he was playing well he was Let's, playing he well he was he was in the zone he was But in the groove cameron green wanted to have his own say on in the, oh, the matter yeah cameron green wanted to take revenge and cement his spot yeah. as an all-rounder in the australian team and takes a blinder to a very good ball actually it was one of the signs of how the gaba pitch will play mm. right it was a very sharply raising ball probably on the hindsight rishabh pant would be like ah, i should have gone over them slice over the yeah probably gali because whatever. he tried to keep it down yeah he tried to keep it down and it's a sharp catch it came right from the middle of the bat oh it came so at a quick. different angle also i still feel pant did nothing wrong yeah it was great that he was trying to keep it down actually it's just cameron green um pull it just off take, yeah he pulled off a great catch and then started i mean up till that point technically agarwal and uh, rahane and pujara all got decent starts all, all got decent starts i think hazel would bowl really well comments oh. was decently good stark was kind of out of his element mm. we could start seeing that he was not doing much with the ball and all yeah biggest disappointment once again nathan lyon barring that wicket that he got of rohit sharma which is also a, i think rohit sharma gave away the wicket more and rohit sharma played a brilliant uh, looking 44 yeah. but then he also broke a lot of hearts Oh, don't even get there. Uh if you're going there bogus. I don't even know the starting point of the disappointment I went through when he got out. If you look back, the shot was on. There was a chance there and I think his calculation was right, but he couldn't execute it. Being a typical Indian fan, yeah, I would bring all the other aspects, the stage at which the game was, the time of the wicket, like it was almost like four hours to go or six hours to go, and he just had to play it off. Yeah, yeah, you had Pujara on the other side, so you know you could have come out fresh in the morning, and we would have had like a much better start for the day. But uh, you know, Rohit Sharma is Rohit Sharma. Given his performance in Sydney, how good he looked, uh, it just seemed like the script was written for him to go big. in gaba yeah. and that's the reason why the amount of cry and anguish that came out from india especially gavaskar out. gavaskar was heartbroken oh, yeah. Ga- gavaskar gavaskar yeah. went on about it he was like you can't do this at this level you can't play like this at this level but do we blame rohit sharma for that i don't think we can uh, if there's anything i would blame rohit sharma was his response probably was <laughs> a little triggering but uh, yeah i don't think you can yeah i mean even his re- i don't have a problem with his response also because i feel any response he would have given technically would have gone against him yeah. because he was just looking that good dude and for him to be in that zone and then throw his wicket away like that and it's not the first time he did it no what pisses me off is at test level rohit sharma has such huge potential you deserve to have an amazing test record by the end of your career yeah right? 
and when he gets going it's more of a flow oh. and the way he was flowing in that 44 i was fantasizing about 150 big century yeah, he's a, a big, big century daddy guy 100, yeah, yeah daddy 100 guy so all you wanted him to do is like he's already settled in he just has to play this unrisky shots yeah but unfortunately if you look at the kind of ground stark covered to yeah. pick that catch it's not like he just moved 5 yards and he got the catch he went a good 20 25 yards to his right right just that marginal just, yeah. frustration that he didn't check his shot when yeah. he was not really to the ball that yeah yeah that was very heartbreaking at that point i felt so hurt yeah, like, <laughs> i mean i physically i was i was hurting physically yeah. at that point yeah because i could see if he would have hung around for another 40 odd overs oh. things would have been so different absolutely and australia has done so well yeah. to get india to 187 for 6 yeah after they made 369 they have every reason to be absolutely jubilant yeah uh, with their performance but then shardul thakur and washington sundar walk out and shardul thakur and washington sundar didn't think of the context mm. of the gravity of the situation nah. of the history of the ground or anything of that sort i think shardul thakur the messages that he was supposed to deliver yeah i think he kind of took it to himself like oh i know how to play this yeah yeah because i already heard the inside juice of how to go about this yeah so i'm just going to do that and the kind of drives that he hit oh the, the pulls, first pull shot uh, that yeah. he played for a six Yeah. You felt like oh this guy is going to swing his bat and then that's And that. yeah, it's just going to right. be a quick yeah. uh, small 20 25 ish kind of an innings. He's going to be out. Yeah. But not just the score, it's the amount of time that they kind of ate up. Yeah. That was another thing. Because once Pant got out, it was almost like yeah, this is what Australians do. At Gabba, Australians go to a big lead and mm. then attack in the second innings and then wrap up on the fourth innings. It's right. as simple. And up till that point, that whole theory of Australia wants to be on the top or probably wants to end the game by third day was kind of unfolding right. until these guys came and that is the beauty of that partnership My they God. they were like what 150 120 yard runs right 123 123 record partner record partnership oh yeah and more than shardul thakur i was even more impressed by washington sundar he got hit he ducked well yeah he played some beautiful drives oh, yeah. very conventional drives he played some very good cut shots he played one unbelievable no look six no looks oh of uh, nathan lyon yeah and with that record partnership india get close to australia 336 all out yeah hazelwood a brilliant fifer and uh, what looked a distant possibility now india just pulled another rabbit out of the hat yeah to get close to australia it was almost a magic show up till like if you look back on the series up till this point mm. it was nothing less than that because every time you thought this is what Aust- australians will do indians somehow managed to pour water over their efforts but in the second innings australian batting did not give in they came back with stronger intent yeah warner and harris yeah i think warner was playing really well oh. again i think what start they got about 80 odd runs before they lost the first wicket and even marcus harris was playing good mm-hmm. Pro, i think it was the highest opening partnership they yeah. had in the yeah, series yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. and uh, steve smith again comes out in the same mode steve possessed mode. 55 55 good runs Brilliant. and what a ball yeah what a ball from siraj to get him out and that was a worrying sign for indian batsmen if steve smith with all that demons behind his back supporting him and after getting settled and you know flowing with runs and all if he can get out if the pitch can do that to a mm. guy like steve smith then that's worrying signs for indian batsmen yeah and siraj was consistently hitting those tracks yeah. he got smith out and he got pain out quickly just by hitting good the balls. track good balls he almost got pat comments out with a st- cream out of a ball oh, but yeah. it just was too high but if it was any lower probably what like 3 4 inches it would have clipped the bells it, it would have yeah it would have been a brilliant ball there's no way comments was blocking that Absolutely. But that's the thing, right? This is where I say, like, Siraj actually didn't bowl badly in the first innings. He bowled really well in the first innings. Yeah. He just didn't get the wickets. He should have gotten at least two more wickets in the first innings. But Embar's call, this and that, close chances here and there. Yeah. He just couldn't capitalize. He just didn't get... The others ended up... The others ended up getting those wickets, yeah. right? But in the second innings, I think Natarajan did what Siraj was doing. Natarajan completely blocked one side where the runs were not flowing. Yeah. And... 
And I think that is why they had lesser time to ball at India. Because at the rate at which they scored those runs was not really fast-paced. After Warner left, yeah. After Smith left and Labushain got out like cheaply, it was kind of not at that pace. Yeah, and wickets were being taken. Sometimes wickets were falling in clumps. By the end of the day, you have Siraj with a brilliant fifer and a Shardul with a fourfer. And both of them were in competition almost yeah. like who would get Yeah, the... it was almost like who will get the five wicket haul. Yeah. The only five wicket haul of the series from India. And ironically, Shardul Tagore takes the fifth wicket catch for Siraj. Yeah. Wow, that takes us to the most mind-blowing final day yeah. of this entire series. Day five, fourth test at Gap. 300 runs 300 plus runs to to win the match and yeah. i don't think anyone even imagined that a victory was on the cards no chance if anybody says that yeah we are betting that india will win this match they are lying through their teeth absolutely because at best i was hoping for a draw the draw was the win yeah the draw was what will help us retain the trophy yeah the draw was the win and i, I had also resolved uh, to myself that even if we lose this and australia get the series the trophy still a great fight it was a great series yeah they didn't win the cup but they won the hearts i I already started seeing yeah those instagram posts and we also saw what siraj did with the cracks on day four right so you're like okay now this is a guy who's playing the first time in gaba and he did this yeah now there are three guys who grew up you know playing in gaba so imagine what they can do but shubman gill what an innings he deserved a century. Yeah, absolutely. Deserved. He absolutely deserved a century. It was only a freak show that he missed out on scoring that. It was not a great ball. It was just a loopy outside the Austin ball. Yeah. And Gil kind of went into the drive a little lazier than he would have played all day. Mm. And uh, simple catch to Steve Smith for his standards. Unfortunate, but what an innings. What a start he gave. Yeah, incredible foundation. And we watched as throughout the day, Shane Vaughn was crying on comment. Yeah. Nathan Lyon's strength is outside off. Why, Why is he bowling yeah, middle and leg? And he was going on about it so much that I wouldn't be surprised that in the break time, yeah. someone may have passed a word because the minute Nathan Lyon balled outside off, he got Gil out at 91. Yeah, but he didn't continue bowling there. That's the problem, right? Yeah. I mean, the point is, even if somebody comes and tells, oh, you know what, that's the setup to Gil. Mm. I wouldn't buy that because you don't set him up for like 20 overs or yeah. 10 overs. You yeah. set him up for an over or two or three at max. Yeah. Or it's say five hours at a stretch. But yeah, we lose Gil finally. But then you have Pujara. Oh, the the biggest highlight of the series, right? And it couldn't have been better for Pujara to stamp his authority on his style of playing the cricket. Yeah. The blows that he took. He was almost John Wick for me. That win at Gaba was built on the foundation of the blows that Pujara has taken. Yeah, about 11 or 12 blows to his body. Probably his toe is the only one which didn't get hit mm. or probably his groin. Apart from that, his chest, his back, his helmet, you know, his elbow, his finger. Ribs. Ribs. You name it, he got hit there. Yeah. And still, he just stood up as if nothing happened. He shrugged off and kept on batting. It's only once when his finger was hit, he could not take that. Like, yeah. imagine the pain Yeah. that he just threw his bat and he got to the ground and he was like grimacing in pain. It was, it was but insane still, to watch. But still, he came back. He still came back. He still stood up. He didn't get retired hurt. He, there was no, oh, let me go back and then come back again if needed or anything of that sort. He got up again. He got up again. And he just continued playing, which was, I mean, for me as a cricket fan that was a sight yeah after Kumble's jaw fracture and still came out to ball this is probably the closest I can get emotional about where you see this guy getting beaten up blow after blow yeah and you're just seeing him calmly stand there I'm sure even the Australians must be like what is this guy made of dude how can somebody just like keep playing like this yeah especially after there was that funny moment where Hazelwood is midway through his run up Pujara suddenly stops him yeah and Hazel was like what's wrong and it's like he shows a butterfly that's yeah (laughs) Yeah. and the next ball Pujara gets hit on his body he's like you see that one mate yeah Yeah, that was good Australian banter that was the ball talking and uh, throughout the day I remember you know commentators were trying to figure out what exactly India was trying to do yeah where are they going with this are they going for the win or not you know, is their plan to see things through till T and then decide? Or are they really going for a draw? It was all up in the air. And then Rahane came out to bat. But what did you think? Did and you think that they were going for the win? I always thought that they would only go for a draw, considering all the factors that we mentioned before. Right. And I thought that was the smartest thing to 
to do. I didn't even think considering a victory was even within the realm of logic for the Indian team, considering all the injuries and all that stuff. Like, yeah. if you just draw, you get the cup. Yeah. Uh, so why go through that and, grind? And plus, it's 300 odd. And even if you look at the past records of successful chases, chases yeah. in GABA, failed chases, yes, Pakistan had crossed 400 once, uh, but they failed to go through the line. Yeah. But the successful chases, it was way below 300. It was like 230, 240, like you said. 236. I'll tell you, it's not just at GABA. Chasing 300 in the fourth innings, in general, in general. In test, is the uphill task, irrespective of the ground and irrespective of which pitch they're playing on or anything. It's not easy. It's not easy. And then comes this small little innings of Rahane. Yeah. And you're thinking like, what are they up to? Like, what are they really up to? Because traditionally, if Rahane is joining Pujara on the ground, yeah. uh, just going by personality, yeah, you would expect that they're going to play safe. You would expect that they're going to think about building a foundation, not lose yeah. too many quick wickets. Yeah. So that... Holding the fort. Yeah, just holding the fort down. Yeah. But then Rahane takes no time to settle down. Yeah, he just starts banging the ball. Yeah, and even the ball that he got out to, he was trying to... On work. any other day, he wouldn't have tried to play the shot. Yeah, yeah. Unless he came in... Imagine how determined he must be in his head saying that, I'm going to set an example for the rest of the batsmen. Yeah. Because, like, we know in the high, like aftermath that yeah. the order was to play the normal game. Yeah. The one guy who probably has given the order, who didn't play his normal game, was Rahane. Was Rahane. And you can make out that he's playing that innings not for himself, but for the team. Yeah, definitely not for himself because that's not how he normally plays. Right. And so when I saw that uh, knock of Rahane's, that's when I understood these guys are actually going for it. So and I couldn't believe it. Yeah, so I had a fleeting thought because I saw Shuman Gill's innings yeah. and you're like... Okay, if this guy continues, there is a chance because yeah, definitely. he's scoring at a good rate. Yeah, then yeah. Gil gets out, then Rahane comes in and he pulls a ball for a six and then like kind of drives a couple of balls for four and then you're like, okay, is he also going for the win? Yeah. And then he gets out. Then Panth comes in and now you're like, okay, seems like everybody's going to go for their shots, mm. right? Because I think they're going to win. But Panth, surprisingly, plays a very mellowed innings. Yeah. The first 30 odd balls, he hardly scored six or seven runs. Yeah. And even even those six, seven runs are not something that he's... It's not like he's hitting the ball and it's going to the fielder and it's not able to find the gap or anything. Right. He's basically leaving the balls and he's defending the ball. He's not looking like that conventional, you know, where Panth comes, starts hitting the ball hard and fielders are feeling the weight of the ball when they catch it and all. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, so now they're not going to risk it. And you still have about 200 odd runs to get. And yeah. you're like, okay, maybe they're not going for that. This is because there is not much of batting to come. Mm. Because now... You have Shardul Thakur, you have Mayank Agarwal, yes. Yeah. You have Shardul Thakur and uh, Sundar, Washington, Washington yeah. Sundar. And then you have the tail. Yeah. Right? And we know what the tail could do. And again, in, in the tail, Saini is injured. The one tail ender who could probably hold his bat. So maybe they're not going to take the chance. The funny thing is, the more the innings progressed, you just didn't figure out how the number was reducing. Yeah. And that's where I started thinking, like, what are these guys doing? How are they getting these runs? Doesn't seem like they're going for it. It was almost like Rishabh was on a diet and every time he wanted he had a craving of a sweet or a chocolate he just hit that one six yeah and then again he went back to his shell uh, like and you're like okay it's it's just that he's giving in for the temptation once in a while but yeah, yeah. he's not really scoring runs yeah and Rishabh Pant just by virtue of being Rishabh Pant whenever he walks onto the ground especially in Australia the chatter automatically goes yeah up. yeah the noise because the noise increases because players obviously will have this obligation to give back to Rishabh Pant yeah, what because, he gives them yeah absolutely when he's behind the stars. I think that's that's a curse that every wicketkeeper has to live with yeah and Rishabh Pant is especially a little more chatty about how he goes about with his work yeah and you know there's also the added factor that he's a guy who likes to go for his shots yeah. so now the opposition team knows that we just have to lay a trap we yeah. just have to tempt this guy tempt him enough that he'll just throw his bat and he did throw his bat yeah if it was not for that one ball that turned so much mm. and pain you know messing up that stumping he might have gotten out like if it was any less turn or but watched, that was the only chance that he gave that was the only chance he gave but to be fair to pain i've watched replays of that ball again and again it's a tough grab it's a really tough grab. yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, a tough shot grab. up it's just shot up uh, yeah. beyond his shoulder and if you also notice what Panth did by the time pain would have reached the ball and actually gone come back to the stump yeah Rishabh Panth just looped his bat around 
around and just and banged it into banged the it into the crease like it was too quick i don't think pain would have made it also. i mean it would have been a close call but that's half a chance that he gave still the only keeper who would have stumped rishabh pant in that Taylor. same situation i think would be dhoni because he would just hit the ball with his glove he would not even <laughs> he would have done it. something yeah, yeah he, he would have, have just uh, you know tt shot or yeah. tennis shot yeah. onto the stumps. slap it onto the stumps. it's only dhoni who does that yeah. so tim pain the way the ball shot up even if it he was a very tough it, chance it was a very tough chance pant but came back in too quickly also it was half a chance half you a know, chance it's a half a chance yeah yeah i mean this is a beauty again right pujara and pant pant pujara show repeat uh, of of, uh, of sydney sydney only this time it was pujara who couldn't go through yeah yeah he was the first one to fall and again once again pat comments what oh. a ball the new ball was taken that was exactly what was needed to be done and comments does that yeah and the same beautiful ball the same ball that comments bowled pujara and got him out yeah. earlier in the same match the same thing happened only thing umpire the umpire scored. did not yeah. raise his finger yeah and now umpire did raise his finger right. it was umpire's call both right. times but pat comments for a guy who never seems to be going out of energy after bowling 100 overs 100 overs along with his partners every time australia needs something and nothing else is working out because of course their tactics yeah they still turn they, to pat comments and he always comes in he always creates that opportunity absolutely and it's not just the overs they bowl during the match imagine the number of overs they might have bowled in the nets yeah cumulatively these guys bowled a lot of overs oh yeah and yes it might be international level yes it might be you're talking about the top athletes or the top this thing they're humans yeah and what really amazed me is even in that situation they just didn't give cameron green any balls no overs to cameron green ball is turning and acting funny when a spinner when lion is bowling no, no spells for manus no manus no steve smith what are you thinking i mean it was almost like you had a sign you You're seeing the opposition side getting dismantled with injuries because of overworking and all that. Within your own team, one of the prime bowlers, Mitchell Stark, is kind of like, you know, start showing niggles. Mm. Take the hint. Like, start distributing the workload. You can't just ask two prime bowlers. When things are not happening, you better give a chance to these guys. Or just roll the dice. Yeah, roll the dice and see. Give like a five-hour spell to Labushen. Yeah. You have runs to play with. Yeah. But Panth is not getting attempted by Lyon. Give to Labushen. Yeah. All the more reason he'll turn the ball into Pant. Mm. Maybe he'll take more chances with Labushen because the ball is coming into him. Yeah. No, it's a valid point. If Lyon is failing to tempt Pant, bring in Manus. Yeah. Probably Pant will feel like I I can't take this guy. Yeah, out. because the ball will turn into me so I can hit with the spin. It's a much safer option. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It just baffles me even today that why did they not ball these bowlers? Another thing Shane Warne kept saying, give Manus a ball. Give yeah. Manus a ball. Yeah. Never happened. never happened but having said that pant played such a beautiful innings oh that innings from washington sundar especially that over of pat comments oh yeah very smashed washington sundar he unleashed him. chaos when he came out yeah and it's not from just from the word go yeah and it's not just the balls he hit because so many things were happening when he was on the crease there were balls that were he was not even hitting that they were going going for four yeah it was it's almost like just insane yeah but um, i will never forget that that, that hook, hook shot that hook of pat comments yeah almost conventional it it was almost like a top order batsman playing that hook shot beautiful shot and i think like when he scored that back to back boundaries one for a six and one for a four yeah i think at that point if i was team pain i was like oh shit yeah my one apple card is now failed right this guy has taken him on now i don't know how much more i can like abuse him yeah. literally i think i'll call it an abuse because the number of overs that pat comments was bowling yeah. it was no less than abuse you just kept abusing that habit and then pant comes out brings out his t20 side laps of line up till that point i didn't see india was going for it because okay. at one point it was almost about six runs per over you hoped like a typical indian right you hoped that i wish pant does a miracle like starts bashing everybody mm. but suddenly you see sundar playing those shots and you're like hey wait why is sundar doing this it, it's supposed to be pant that's what pant did all this while he settled in so that he can come out with this burst in the end right but then sundar does that and does a good job about it yeah yeah and the other indication which i felt that india has already won it was was when sundar got out yeah absolutely no celebration they knew they just saw it that this is it this is done and dusted and why i find that funny or find that weird is any other situation if there were 20 overs to go and there were 10 runs to win 
it's a fair call yeah the match is over yeah there were only four overs to go and 10 runs to win and you have guys like pat cummins hazelwood and mitchell stark they can bounce out those four overs which they did all day and they just did get quick wickets yeah mayank agarwal went quick yep washington sundar went well after no. washington sundar no agarwal went out agarwal first. went quick yeah after pujara agarwal went out quickly yeah then sundar and he got about like a 60 odd runs of partnership and then you know uh, sundar went out but still look at the things it was a fairly new ball mm. it was just about 20 overs old mm. so it still had some juice in it yeah they could have bounced them out yeah. basically all they had to do was get shardul thakur on strike and kind of bounce him out yeah. or do something about it right yeah if one over was a maiden slight pressure would have increased yeah. on the indian batting which is what the old australian team would would have done they would have bounced on to all of these guys yeah but when they didn't celebrate for sundar's wicket and it was a very rash shot let's accept right yeah and while pant was telling that just take a single yeah yeah yeah. He did don't, tell him. don't like go brave about this just take a single it's fine sundar goes for it no harm done he gets out any other australian team i would have bet my life they would have pounced on that opportunity because after sundar getting out all they needed is one more wicket that's and they're, they're exposed that's indian it. team is basically shiny and like you know half siraj siraj and Natraja. so and so right so it was very weird to see the body language of australians like that yeah, and then finally Panth hit that shot, oh. which inexplicably no one expected again. that to go to the boundary. Like even the Once commentators again. were shocked. You had mid-off and a mid-on all day long. All day long. Where was the mid-off and mid-on? And especially when you didn't want Panth to get back onto the strike. You want Panth on the strike? Put a shot mid-off. You want to bowl to Saini, right? So you don't want to give that single and make Panth come back to strike the next over. Yeah. And you just don't have any fielder in the circle saving the single. It looked like Hazelwood wanted to really bowl wide outside Wide off, outside off. But it just came a little bit into Panth's arc. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't time it well also. So he just like kind of just you know bunted it kind yeah of, bunted like. it and that's the reason why like commentators on both sides yeah. were shocked that it actually went to the boundary man and when that happened <sighs> i think at that point i went numb when yeah. the ball i mean for for the next 10 15 minutes i was just looking at sanjay manjurekar shout about that boundary yeah i just wanted them to go on and keep showing that forever like, yeah till they go to the hotel rooms i didn't mind seeing it till that point. yeah don't turn off the cameras yeah don't turn off the camera don't show it to crowd or anything yeah i just want to see these guys faces i just want to see them relish all the hard work they did all that they went through and finally pull up that victory which nobody saw it coming and i'd be remiss if i didn't give credit to cricket australia for that beautiful small clip that they put out just the moment before india hit the winning runs right and they added that music to it and uh-huh. they were showing players' faces just uh, beyond the boundary, uh, right. uh, boundary line. Yeah, they're waiting for the ball to cross yeah, the ball. Mayank, Siraj, Natarajan, Rahane, Shardul. Shardul, they're all just waiting and yeah. looking. And then the runs hit and then they start running Running out. towards the... I cannot imagine ever... BCCI doing know, that shooting, cafe, yeah. doing that and then <laughs> editing it and then having that moment so Cricket Australia thank you very much yeah uh, that was a beautiful clip to have man it, it was so hard to believe it took so much time to sink in yeah, it, it. I feel it still didn't sink into me, to be very honest. Like, even when I look at the highlights even now, I still kind of wonder, like, how did these guys pull it off? Yeah, how did this how, all happen? When did they, like, how did they figure out that they're going to win? All those questions, I, I just wish, I'm sure this is like the curiosity for a lot of Indians, where they just want to meet one of these players and say, like, dude, tell me everything. Yeah. You know, tell me every single thing. What was happening in your head? Like, at what point were you feeling confident or whatever it is? right which is why i also want to give credit to uh, uh, ravi ashwin yeah. for his youtube series Kuti uh, stories Kuti stories Kuti stories yes he brought out a lot of things that none of us even knew about yeah uh, he got Bharat Arun he got Ash Ridhar he got Vikram Rathod and man all those stories are so amazing yeah too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And the kind of aftermath also, right? Like what happened? All the so-called pundits who predicted, Mm. you know, the four zeros. Yeah, then 3-1. Then 3-1 and all of them kind of took a backseat. The amazing thing that I also felt was no commentator who were there at the ground. They didn't give any interview, right? They didn't come out and give their two cents Mm. about how great this win is nobody gave an exclusive of sorts mm. of what happened what what they just witnessed barring for one guy one guy comes out and starts rambling the script oh the star the star 
of the Australian cricket team. The Jose Mourinho. The Alex Ferguson oh. of the Australian cricket team. Mm. Justin Langer comes out and gives that speech of sorts. I don't know. Do you call it a speech? Would you have called it a speech? Yeah, a speech, a theatrical. I mean, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But it was definitely, uh, it, it was something. Like, it, I really raised my eyebrows when I heard that for the first time. So this is what I want to ask you, Bogus. When you heard that, I mean, we had this conversation yeah. the moment we saw that yeah. interview or whatever. When you heard that statements from Justin Langer, what was going through your mind? I was just thinking this is yet again PR, deflection, deflection, deflection. Uh, say something strong enough, forceful enough. And these are strong words like never, ever, ever, ever three times he said ever, yeah. underestimate the Indians. That kind of a thing, it is just, um, you know, I, I could see it that if any Indian fan hears these words, that's just going to stick in their mind. Yeah. And I saw a lot of reaction from the Indian side as well. They were like overjoyed. And then on the Australian side, just the strong words that he chose, everyone's going to focus on those words for some time because it's out of character for Australians to come out after a match and make a statement like that right so now if everyone is focusing on something else it's justin langer's magic trick you know oh look at this rabbit that i pulled out of the hat <laughs> distraction don't ask any questions about um you know what we did wrong what we did wrong don't yeah. ask any questions about why the bowling failed to take wickets yeah don't ask where usman khwaja is you know, you know all these things <laughs> Don't ask whose sandwich I ate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't ask why the pitch didn't play according to us. My God. The sneaky suspicion that we had after Sydney. After Gabba. After Melbourne, for me. The for first you. signs that I saw was in Melbourne. Yeah, for me, Melbourne, I was still caught up in the drama of Indian yeah, comeback and all that. For me, it was like, when Melbourne happened, I was like, something is off. Mm. Then Sydney, I was almost like, this is not happening on the ground. Right. For sure. Right. There are enough an upty number of signs that is not happening on the ground. Then Gava happened and you almost, for me, it was I was almost sure like, this is definitely not happening on the ground. Which Australian player would you pick out and say, um, it's because of you. It's because of this guy. Or which yeah. bunch of players even would you pick out and say, it's because of these guys. It was almost like they were putting a lot of effort in the wrong place. Exactly. And it was not even their choice of place. Yeah. And then I hear this interview. The first thing that I felt was denial. Denial is not just the longest river in Egypt. Uh, <laughs> Denial was what I heard, you know. It was all, yes, You even, you know, what you said was right. It was distraction, yes. It was a PR stunt, yes. But I saw denial. Yeah, and you when know? you told me denial, I was like, absolutely. Because what followed, I mean, people have to stick around to hear that. Oh, yeah. All the skeletons that came out of the closet and are still in the process of coming out of the closet. Stick around to come back for part five of True Grit Down Under, where we go deep and deeper into the things that were unspoken of, the things that are lying beneath the surface that uh, certain people are scared of even bringing up. Uh, bringing up and, but, and one who bought up mm, was never seen again. Was never seen or heard from again. But Thigh Gap Podcast will go boldly where no <laughs> man has ever gone before. Because we can. Because we can. And you don't want to miss this. This is the post-series review and... What exactly is going on in the in that Australian dressing room? Make sure you write to us at mindthygap at gmail.com. What was your headspace when the GABA greatness happened? When that GABA tour was finally conquered? Hit us up on our DMs uh, on our socials, Instagram at underscore thigap, Twitter at thigap. And before we sign off, as always, what do we say? Thigap, subscribe. And share. And share. Hey, thanks for listening. You can follow this podcast on Spotify to get notified of new episodes every Thursday. We're also on Apple Podcasts for those of you who have partaken in the forbidden fruit. If you liked what you heard, leave us a five-star rating and a comment. Say anything like the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. A rating and a comment really helps us out. It's free, and I'm told that's a great price. But enough about us, huh? Tell us about yourself. Leave us a comment. Our Twitter is at ThighGap and we are underscore ThighGap on Instagram.